So if you liked James chapter 1 three weeks ago, and you liked James chapter 1 two weeks ago, and you liked it one week ago, I hope you like it again today, because we're going to finish James chapter 1 today. Uh, I can imagine uh, that pretty much everybody here is uh, familiar with the term sustainability, right? Sustainability. Um, This is a a term generally used by people that study the uh, environment, and it refers to this. It refers to the, the ability to produce growth on an ongoing basis without causing harm for future growth. Sounds like a reasonable platform to me. Uh, I want to be able to have my uh, supper today, and I'd like it so to speak that when it work out, that I'd have it two years from now as well. So sustainability, all right? Well, it's a good concept. It's a very good concept, uh, especially when it's applied to our spiritual lives, okay? Because at the end of chapter 1, James uh, makes it very clear that, that we should all strive for sustainability, Okay, that's a concept that we should all strive for. So sustainability being in your spiritual life, not just uh, that you grow now, but you have a quality in your life that you keep on growing, that you keep on growing, you keep on maturing. There's this ongoing maturity and growth that keeps on happening. So there should be sustainability, not just for now, but for later in our spiritual lives. All right? And, and James makes it real clear. Some, probably some of this information isn't going to be real new to you, but he makes uh, uh, points here at the end of the chapter. So let me read James chapter 1, verses 21 through 25. Therefore, putting aside all filthiness and all that remains of wickedness, in humility receive the word implanted, which is able to save your souls. But prove yourselves doers of the word, and not merely hearers who delude themselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his natural face in a mirror. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he has immediately forgotten what kind of person he was. But one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty, and abides by it, not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer, this man will be blessed in what he does. Now, there are three areas that James talks about in this passage when we look at the issue of sustainable spiritual growth. You're going to hear me repeat that. Sustainable spiritual growth. Three areas, all right? And, um, and the first one is very, very foundational. And it's this, that sustainable spiritual growth is absolutely dependent on interacting with the Word of God. Everybody go, duh. Okay. (laughs) Sustainable spiritual growth is absolutely dependent on having a personal interaction with the Word of God. No Word, no growth. No reading or listening to the word, no growth. Look at verse 21. Therefore, putting aside all filthiness 
and all that remains of wickedness in humility receive the word implanted which is able to save your souls. What's interesting is this, is that we've been born again by the word of God. But look how in this verse, in this passage it says that the word is going to be the ongoing power that is going to save our souls. This is an ongoing issue. That word save carries with it the meaning of deliverance, of healing, of transformation. So we're born again by the word. And what happens with some people is they're, they're born again, they receive Christ, and they think, okay, that's, that's, I've got it. I know it. And what the... What God says to his word is, no, you're born again by the word, but then you're transformed through your own interaction with the word. All right? And this goes right along with what Jesus said in John 8, where he said, if you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Uh, if you look at that, it says, if you continue in my word, you're going to find freedom. I like uh, sort of paraphrasing that uh, by saying uh, what Jesus is saying. He says, you'll know the truth, and the truth that you know will set you free. The truth that you know. All right? So, um, so Romans 12, 2 uh, makes this even clearer. It says, do not conform to the pattern in this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So what that's talking about is as you interact with the word of God, your mind is then changed from the way that it used to think, from the way that it used to look at things, from the, from the perspectives that it used to have, from the attitudes that it used to hold, into ones that are in line with the Word of God. So there has to be this transformational, transformational quality about your life as you interact with the Word of God. I can remember when I came to Christ, when I knew nothing about the Word of God. And, I, and, I'd, and, I'd, and I'd open the Word of God and, and, and I'd just read things even like, I'm born again. And I said, I'm, a born, I'm born again. Changing the way I think. Okay? So it's the Word that's going to transform us. And our interaction with the Word. Let me just emphasize it. No Word, no change. No Word, no change. So, if we're going to have sustainable spiritual growth, we're going to need to be committed to coming back to the Word on a regular basis. We're going to need to, learn, uh, to, to, need to listen to it, to read it, to meditate upon it. So, James is being very foundational. So, that's, that's the first point that he makes. And then, and then the second point that he makes has to do with how we come to the Word of God. Now, uh, when my uh, brother and I were uh, younger, um, my brother, now if you think I'm hard-headed, if my, <laughs> you think I'm hard-headed. Uh, okay, all right, all right, guilty as charged. Um, my brother could get, would get something stuck in his head and you couldn't convince him otherwise. Okay, here was one of the typical arguments. How many cards are there in a deck of cards? 
my brother said there were 50. And, and, and I'd said, Dougie, no, there's 52. And no, there aren't, there's 50. 52, 50, you know how kids, 52, 50, 50. I, I we'll get a deck of cards. We'll count the cards. We counted out 52 cards. You must have counted wrong, okay? <laughs> All right? You must have counted wrong. All right? So, so I, 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 we still, to this day. Um, so the second thing that James brings up is exactly that, that point. He says to have sustainable spiritual growth, you need to have a teachable spirit when it comes to the Word of God. Come on, guys, this isn't like rocket science here. This, but this is like stuff that is really significant in terms of how we, how we interact with the Word of God. Look at this. Therefore, putting aside all filthiness and all that remains in wickedness, in humility receive the Word of God. A couple of Greek sort of phrases and words that are interesting in that um, verse right there, one of that, that, that putting aside, uh, that's a Greek word play there, it, it, it means actually to, to take your clothes off, okay? <laughs> to put it to, now, now, now don't take this literally, okay? <clears throat> but, but it means to, to, to take your clothes off. So in other words, we come to the word of God and there are things which we've been carrying, which we believe, which we think, and which, which we've all maybe always believed, and then we come to the Word of God and we see, wait, I was believing the wrong thing. So, so, so you know, we, we, we have this, we need to have this humility to change. To change the way that we look and relate. So having a, a teachable spirit is, uh, is one of the number one qualities that we need to have when we come to God's Word. Uh, our, our, our culture and our world is, is, is trying to, their best to teach us to believe and think in ways that completely contradict God's teaching. And there are times in our lives when we come and we begin to have like a disconnect with the Word of God. And, and we will, maybe it's not true. No, we have to come to it and humbly receive the Word of God, bring it into our lives, act on it, think about, interact on it. Proverbs 3 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Come to the Word for understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make your paths Straight, don't lean on your own understanding. When you read the word of God, then receive it. And it's so interesting because sometimes the word of God is very hard to kind of like picture. Uh, Colossians 3.1 says, we're seated in heavenly places in Christ. That's very hard to picture. It's a hard thing to sort of wrap your mind around. But you know what? You humbly come to it and says, whether I can wrap my mind around it or not, I'm going to say that I'm seated in heavenly places in Christ. It's hard to believe sometimes that I have power from on high, that I'm clothed with power from on high, because I don't feel real powerful sometimes. 
And yet, as we come to the Word of God, we are to receive it humbly as the truth and say, I'm clothed with power from on high because it is in God's Word and therefore I am, that's what I'm going to say about myself. So a teachable spirit, don't lean. And another just interesting, the, the word filthiness, when it's used in the medical term it was in the Greek, it, I hate to say this is kind of, but it's, it meant to pull the wax out of your ears. There's a good subject to bring up. Oh, I'm really glad I came to church today. Okay, but to take the wax out of your ears, to take the wax out of your ears and begin to learn and look and believe that what God says about me is true, what he says about the world is true, that what's revealed in his word is truth. So um, just in terms of uh, teachability and interacting with, the, uh, with uh, the, um, the word, I want to give you just one suggestion. And that's uh, use the spacer bar. Use the spacer bar. So, so when you come to the, uh, to the word, is there a sin that I need to confess? Is there a, a promise I need to claim? Is there an attitude I need to change? Is there a command I need to obey? An example to follow or a reality that I need to believe in? You see, as we come to the word with a teachable spirit. These are the questions we begin to ask and then respond to that allow the Word of God to sink deeply into our lives and transform us. So having a teachable spirit. So, so sustainable spiritual growth. Number one, we, 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 we can't neglect the Word of God. We need to be interacting with it. Number two is we need to come with a teachable spirit. And number three is this passage tells us that we need to, um, to relearn who we are. To relearn who we are. And I love the picture here uh, of, the, of the man looking in the mirror and the, actually two examples in this of, uh, of, of the men that would look in the mirror. So uh, last week, Pastor Peter brought up that we are, we, are, we are given birth through the Word of God that we might be the, kind of the first fruits of, uh, of, of all God created. So, so we're born again. But look at what verse 23 says. Anyone who listens to the Word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. This is such a great picture. This is such a great picture of the Word of God, if you think about it. Because the Word of God is teaching us what we look like. It's a mirror that reflects the image of who we are and of what reality is. And you have to relearn who you are. That's why you come to the mirror of the Word of God. It, re it reveals to us our God-centered identity. So that's what this picture is saying. So, uh, so let me just uh, list a few things that God's mirror reflects to us that we don't want to forget. You see the main picture here is someone who comes to this mirror and then walks away and all of a sudden forgets what they saw. 
The Bible wants us to come and not forget in the midst of life what we have seen about ourselves and about what we've read in His Word. So, uh, so we come to the, the Word that's a mirror. And we see uh, written there that, for instance, in Ephesians 2.10, we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. We come to God's word and say, we have a new purpose. We look in this mirror and the mirror shows us that your job is not, not what you're just called to, that you're called to serve him in your job. We come to the Word. We see that we were created by Him for a divine purpose and not just uh, to to live on this earth. We come to the Word and we see that there's a, a power that's living in us that is greater than any power in the world. 1 John 4, 4, you dear children are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. My friend, if there's something we need to grab a hold of, it's that verse right there that's in the mirror of the word. It's reflected to us that the one that's in you is greater than the one that's in the world. Are you going to hear that? Are we going to listen to that? And are we going to remember it? Are we going to hold on to it? Or are we going to walk away and forget it? It's the remembering that's important. It's the reading and remembering that's important. No matter how you feel, no matter what circumstance you're in, no matter matter what challenges you are facing, the, 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 the greater one lives inside of you. And so we come to work. We're changed by that. It begins to develop a new confidence. Wait a minute. God's in control. Wait a minute. God's with me. God has a plan. We, we come to the word. And, uh, and we learn uh, that we're never alone. Look at the Hebrews uh, 13.5. I will never leave you or forsake you. The word of God declares to us uh, over and over again, you're not alone. You never walk alone. But you see, we have to come to the word. We have to meditate in it. We have to remember it. We have to take it in. And we have to say, I am now going to let this change me. And as it changes me, then I'm going to walk differently. Because I'm going to walk as somebody that remembers, I am not alone. Praise God today. The word of God reflects reality. It reminds us of reality. It builds up our faith. And it gives us the courage to go on. Because we see in here, he is with me. You know, we, uh, we feel sometimes our trials overwhelm us. But we come to that mirror. We read about a God who's for us all the time. Romans 8, 31. What then shall we say in response to these things if God is for us? Who can be against us? We need to read that over and over again. Get it on the inside of us. So then it changes the way that we begin to perceive reality. Praise God. But the question that James is asking is this. 
are you remembering? Are you remembering these things in the heat of the battle? Are you remembering them after you have read them? Or are you forgetting them? Now look at the second man. The second man says, But the one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty, and abides by it, not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer, this man will be blessed in what he does. It's really interesting. There's a different verb here used about the, the, the looking part, different uh, Greek verb here. And, and, and what, it, what it means, literally, it means to stoop and look carefully at something. To stoop and look carefully at something. It was used of John and Mary as they stooped and looked carefully into the tomb to see if Jesus was there. So, so what we see here is is that we see the one man going, glancing, and forgetting, and the other intently reading, listening the Word of God with intentionality and not forgetting. So which one are you going to be? Sustainable spiritual growth is the one that interacts with the Word of God that comes with a teachable spirit and lets the Word of God redefine who they are. Who they are. Psalm 25.4 says this, Show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are God my Savior and my hope is in you all the day long. Teach me. Teach me. That's his prayer right there. Teach me, Lord. Teach me who I am. Let me come to your mirror and not forget. So I want to encourage you this week. Find a a new promise in the word to hold on to and not forget. Find a new reality about yourself that you can believe. And find a higher vision of the God who is with you all the time and will never leave you or forsake you. As we remember that, as we remember these things, what does the Bible says? We will be blessed in what we do. Blessed in what we do. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. And we thank you that it is your will that we have sustainable spiritual growth. Growth that grows and keeps on growing. And I pray, Lord, for any of us here, that if we have, have plateaued, if we have come to a place in our lives where we're not moving forward, Father, we pray that you, by your Spirit, that you would pierce our hearts and show us that there's more to grow in. Show us an increased vision in maturity in Christ and let us know that change and that transformation that reflects the glories of the one who died and rose for us. We pray these things in Christ's holy name. Amen.